JD Talking Sports. Drop the G and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I want to get right into it right off the bat. My buddy Rhonda, huge, huge Sooner fan. She said she was having trouble staying up. I turned the game off 14-13 at halftime. I put it on. After watching a four and a half hour football game, I was getting ready for bed. Before I knew it, Oklahoma was only up 14-13 at the half. Sorry, Isaac. I'm going to have to shut you off right now. Auburn, first of all, came in the game 8-4. Eight 8-4, and four. Eight and four, which I don't take as a team that Oklahoma eight, finished the year 10-game winning streak, finished the year 11-2. and two. I don't know how Auburn was 8-4 and four and the 14th team in the country. I know it's the SEC, but you did lose your last two SEC games to Georgia, 13-7, which was an offensive nightmare, and then you were blown out by 18 by Alabama. I'm not, I am not saying that Oklahoma is not a good team. They played two of the first three games against ranked teams. Well, Houston was ranked 15 when they played them. They lost that game, the first game of the season. And then they played Ohio State on September 17th where they lost 45-24. And I was listening to talk radio today, and they said, you have to take into account that D.D. Westbrook did not play. I understand. You still gave up 45 points at home to Ohio State. You lose two of your first three. Big 12 was not as strong a conference as the other conferences. They didn't have a championship game. They're probably going to go up, but they're going to go up for beating an 8-4 and team. I mean, honestly? And it made me think about last night where they talked about how Penn State did not get a playoff bid, top four, when they won there, the Big Ten, but they did lose, had some bad losses. Blanking who they lost to. I, th- I think it was Pittsburgh. They lost some early games, and then they came on strong. They won nine in a row to finish the season. That was it. But still, you're talking about a team that gave up 52 points in a bowl game. That's a lot of points. They had 49 points, Penn State threw three. The two best teams are playing. And that's another thing. That's another thing. They're talking about all the points scored. Last year in the championship game, Bama beat Clemson 45-40. You're talking about 85 points. 85 points. That's a lot of points. Defense in college is not like it used to be. Hey, Bama 24-7, that was a tighter game, but a lot of these playoff games, they're high scoring. Well, one more than the other. Ohio State only got, Ohio State ended up getting shut out. And there are some teams, but offense. The game is geared more toward the offense than the defense. And I'm curious I'm curious to see how Alabama's going to do against Clemson. They have Mike Williams. They didn't have him last year. We shall see. They're Sean Watson, quarterback who can run. That has come back to bite them in the butt. Cam Newton did it to him. Johnny Manziel did it to, the, to Bama in the past. We shall see. They've had a year to prepare for this. Deshaun Watson's been foaming at the mouth waiting for this game. Well, now he has it. It's we, I'm very curious how this game's going to turn out. But in the end, the two best teams are playing for the national championship. Could have put Penn State in there. I don't know what Penn State would have done against Clemson. They wouldn't have. They had no defense. They might have gone touchdown for touchdown. But at the end, I think Clemson has has a much stronger team than USC. USC, no, come on, no defense. Either team in any defense. I mean, there was a that 79 yard touchdown run by Saquon Barkley. That was uh, not. Good tackling. 
at all. At all. No. I'm trying to look up right now Penn State on their season. They lost they lost at Pitt and they got destroyed. That's what destroyed. That's why that they looked at Michigan beat them by 39. Now that was in the fourth game of the season, but still one, two, three, four, five, six. They and they went on a nine game winning streak. And even, you know, against Wisconsin, they won 38 31. The defense has given up points this year. They have. When they lost to Pittsburgh, they gave 42 and a loss to Pittsburgh early in the year. And that's something. Pittsburgh lost to North Carolina, beat Clemson at Clemson, and then lost to Northwestern in the bowl game. And I, that's why I was like, I'm not taking Clemson in the, in the semis. I definitely thought Ohio State was going to beat them. What, and then what do I know? And look at this. I'll tell you, I thought it was over. 49-35, Penn State last night, I thought it was over. No, it still went on. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. But Oklahoma, great season. I don't look at you guys as a top-four team. And lately, Bob Stoops, when he gets into championship games, doesn't get the job done. They're a good team. They upset Alabama a couple of years ago in the Sugar Bowl. Saban changed his whole philosophy after that game. I'm really curious what's going to happen. I really am. Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the second, is entering the draft. Threw for an FBS best 5,052 yards. That's Drew Brees-ish. 41 touchdowns. What I'm reading now is a second-round grade. Hey, you know, Dak Prescott went fourth fourth round. We uh, all know what happened on that front, right? Just saying. I'm just saying. T.J. Watt had, an, had a sack yesterday. 11 and a half sacks. He led the Big Ten this year. He's declaring for the pros. Mel Kuyper doesn't have him in his top 10 linebackers. J.J. Watt, his brother, I think he's going to do. Somebody's going to take him. Guy plays hard every damn snap. I would love to have him. And Washington is losing two of their secondary guys. Safety, I love Buda Baker. What a name. And Sidney Jones, the number four safety, Buda Baker, and number five cornerback, Sidney Jones. Hey. Listen, you get the money, get the money. NFL, not for long. Get it and run with it. That's all I'm saying on that front. And the Jets, oh, oh, oh and I'm sorry. And Samaje Pirine from Oklahoma, he is the career rushing leader now at Oklahoma. Past Billy Sims, who had 4,118 and the career was cut short. I loved Billy Sims. If you can watch old highlights from jumping over the line to score touchdowns, he was a phenomenal running back. And the pros even he was in. His career was cut short. Loved him. Well, he broke his record. P. Ryan finished with 4,122 yards. Congrats. He is not listed in the top 10 of the running backs. I don't know. Guy rushes for 4,000 yards. It has to be worth something, right? Let's let's see what happens, and we'll go from there. And also, Alabama could be the first modern team to go 15-0 and and the first since World War II to win five titles in eight years. That counts for something, right? Has to count for something. Big time. All right. Now let's go for some J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Chan Gailey is retiring. He told that to Coach Bowles before the season. Wow. Shocker. Not really. But it had to happen, right? He's gone. Casey Rogers, the defense coordinator, he's staying. But the Jets ended up cutting ties with QB coach Kevin Petullo, 
running backs coach Marcel Ship. I remember him played at UMass. I liked him. Defensive line coach Pepper Johnson. Outside linebackers coach Mark Collins and defensive backs coach Joe Dano. A lot of jobs going to be changed this year. Always have to do it. You know, it was going to be his job, Bulls. He stays. They have to replace guys. And the Bills, you know why they didn't play? You know, I, I wrote that I can't believe, you know, they might be in as bad a shape as the Jets. Tyrod Taylor, his $27.5 million salary for 2017 was guaranteed for injury only. You think they're going to play him? No, they're not going to play him. They also wanted to see what E.G. Manuel could do. Nothing. Then they put on Cardell Jones. But you have the guy who ends up setting a franchise franchise record, Tyrod Taylor, for total offense. And they would have won the game if he was playing. Don't get me wrong. They haven't made the playoffs postseason since the end of the 99 season. They finished above 500 only twice over the last 17 years. Organization needs a plan. And this was a thing. Ryan had been hearing that he was going to get fired for a couple weeks. He decides to go with Tom Pagula, the owner, one-on-one. And he had made a promise, Ryan, to Taylor, telling him that he'd be the Bills' starting quarterback as long as he was the coach. He didn't want to break his word, and he was worried the team would respond. And he said, if you're already planning on firing me next Monday, he told Pagula, then you might as well fire me now. And he did. And what are you saying to the the guys in the locker room? You know, you're you're saying, you know, it doesn't matter what the coach thinks. We're just going to do what's good. I mean, you have to bring in a new coach. Now, they they asked the Eagles to speak to their new the offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, for that coaching job, potentially interviewing him. And then I read also the Jets' targets for the new offensive coordinator is Eagles quarterback coach John DiFilippo, who I, I heard was high on people's lists, whatever. I don't, you know, that's why they're getting paid the big bucks because they have to make these decisions, correct? What do I know? Not that much. I guess we'll see what happens. And Pac-Man Jones supposedly resisted arrest, kicked and head-butted officers, spit on a jail nurse, and poked a man in the eye yesterday. Season your Senate, he's spending the night in jail, Denying all charges, and the judge ordered a DNA sample. I remember when he got drafted, and I was like, that guy looks like he's going to have a lot of fun. (laughs) And he did. Did some crazy stuff. But he constantly keeps doing stuff that I I figure when you get after a certain age, you have to stop these things. Now, I keep making mistakes. I'm 47 now. I know we all make mistakes in life. But still little disconcerting little I have a feeling that Adam Jones is not going to be a Bengal for much longer well I know someone who's not going to be a Dolphin for any longer Dolphins cut four-time Pro Bowler defensive end Mario Williams after only a one and a half sacks in his first year in Miami number one pick out of NC State in 2006 he has 97 and a half sacks five seasons in double digits last couple years they've questioned his work ethic wherever he's gone they didn't love him in Buffalo. They got rid of him. Now he's in Miami. Not good. They, 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 they uh, met, he said he was, I, and then there was an argument about him being a, a, a hurt or not. Well, it was a healthy scratch. Adam Gase is getting rid of all the fat. Hey, 
he sat Jay Ajayi for the first game of the season, and Jay Ajayi came back and had a hell of a year. So what do we know, right? And how about this? Next Saturday, is it, it's, it's next Saturday, right? Next Saturday in the... Saturday afternoon, right? Saturday afternoon. That's the day game. 4-15. Connor Cook is going to start against Brock Osweiler. Matt McGloin isn't ready. And Tom Savage will back up Brock Osweiler if he passes concussion protocol. How about this? ESPN's got to be foaming at the mouth for this one. Connor Cook versus Brock Osweiler. Must-see television. Must-see that's all I have to say on that front. Must-see television. And the Chiefs, hey, they get the week off and Justin Houston healthy, which they didn't have last year going to the playoff run. Extra rest, only can help. We shall see. Pittsburgh also, look, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown were both out versus Denver. They're back this year. Seattle had 87 yards against the terrible 49ers last week. Good thing they're playing the Lions because the Lions have lost three in a row. Matthew Stafford's finger injury is bothering him. And it's going to be hard to win in Seattle regardless. It's going to be harder with a quarterback who's not 100%. And they're talking about the the Giants. Okay, with the Miami. Hey, they went on a day trip. Some guy was smoking weed. Pictures up. Always there's pictures up. You know, guys, enough with the pictures. They're comparing it to Cowboys. I, I got it wrong. It was Cabo circa 2008. I should be able to go away. Just don't take any goddamn pictures. But they always do. They always do. And the Ravens offense, uh, offense off-season list says an offensive coordinator who believes in the run game. I think they need a lot of help. Washington, talking about Sunday's performance did not help Kirk Cousins on a multi-year contract in Washington. Somebody wants him. Somebody will pay for him. And the Bucks may miss the postseason, but the things are looking like they're heading in the right direction for them. Nine and seven, work on some things, get better, come back, kick some butt. We shall see, right? Anything's possible. You got to build on this, though. You know, you have to look. I know you got to look at the Seahawks as a model. You have to look at the Steelers, for the most part, are cons- consistent. You have to look at the Patriots. Patriots is uh, the blueprint. Now, also, they have the quarterback. But James Winston is, could, be, is, could be a beast, could turn out to be a beast. I mean, he was drafted, you know, he went number one. But he has the tools, man, and he, he has those guys listening to him. And that's what you want. You want a leader on the field. And he's a leader on the field. We shall see. Now, I'm a little, little concerned that maybe Donatus Matunis might need a new agent. The Nets offered him a... Had an offer sheet for him for $35 million. Then the Rockets matched him, but he wouldn't go for the physical. It ends up that he became an unrestricted free agent. He ends up getting a veteran's minimum $1.1 million this year, 600000 for the rest of the season with the Pelicans. I guess he's waiting for the riches next year, but I would say that things did not work out this year the way he hoped it to. And we seven foot tall, seven footers, and the money right now out there. Maybe the Nets will go after him again next year. We shall see. But this year did not work out. They were offering the seven, eight million, the Rockets were before the season, and then he gets six hundred thousand. Ouchie, big ouchie. 
Yeah, that, that's that's big. And you know what? Hey, the Knicks. Ah, uh, the Knicks. Fifth fifth straight loss last night, 115-103 to the Magic. They allowed 69 points in the first half to James Harden and the Rockets. Then, last night, they gave up 67 points in the first half to to the Magic. 69 of the Rockets, six, that's a lot of points in a half. They're 16 and 18. Right now, they're out of a playoff spot. Defense is, their defense is sixth worst, worst in the league. And then Ma- Magic shoot about 50%, 115 points. 17 games this month, 12 of them against co- the conference mm-hmm. conference opponents. You got Courtney Lee, who's having a wrist, right wrist problem. He's missed a couple games. Anthony's got a sore knee. Porzingis sat out with the Achilles, but he says he wants to play next game. And then Hornacek last night got, got ticked off because uh, Melo called his own number versus the Magic. Yeah. Not good, folks. Not good at all. And they have 17 games in 30 days, four back-to-backs. They're 23rd in net point differential, negative 3.5. The good thing is the first seven opponents in the month have records at or below 500. Well, they already started with a loss, and the opponents are combined 31 games under 500. And, you know, Phil Jackson's going to have to decide what he wants to do at point guard, and the Knicks, thank God, own their 2017 first-round pick. And for the for the new year, this is the fourth straight season they've entered uh, the new year under 500 and 12 of the past 15 seasons overall. Yeesh. Not good. And someone brought up a good point that maybe they should be worrying about building a team around Porzingis instead of building a team to compete in the present. I tend to agree. Because... Carmelo Anthony's not going to be around forever. And I know players do this all the time where they call their own number, but you're early into Hornacek's run and he's already butting heads. That's not a good sign. You're 16 and 18. I said, let's give him 30 games. Now it's 34 games. Things aren't working. They're getting up a lot of points. And it doesn't matter how much you score. <laughs> if you give it up more than you're scoring, you're losing. And I know they have seven seven games against under 500, 500 teams right now, but it did not start off well against the Magic. Let's give them, you know what? What's the halfway? 41. Okay, they got seven more games. Basically, the next six, let's see how they do. Right now, they're 16 wins. They won 32 last year. They're halfway to 32. 32 won't get them in the playoffs. They, they have to get hot for a little while. I just don't think the team right now has the potential to get hot. I think they're a couple years away. You know what? Let's see how they do. They have their first-round draft pick. They could pick up a more, couple more pieces. D. Rose also is on a one-year deal. Is he going to come back? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. And I'm reading this awesome book about Kobe Bryant called Showtime, which is written by... I want to get the name. Let me get the name. Let me get the name. Roland Lazenby. And I freaking... I love this book. I am it, it it's it's dense reading. There's a lot of information in there, but I if you get a chance to read it, highly highly recommend it. Okay. 
just want to do a little couple tidbits from the book. 1997, that's Kobe's rookie year out of high school. Game five, he had four air balls. Also missed a game-winning shot against the Jazz. They went home. They lost four games and one in the series. What did he do when he got home? Now, most people, you know, would, you know, cry, whatever, sulk, whatever, maybe go out, try to meet a lady. He went to a neighborhood gym, neighborhood gym at a school and shot until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning to work on his game. I mean, and that's what I get in the book. The work ethic of him is unlike anybody. I mean, he really wanted to be great. The hours he worked on his game, they talk about Tex Winter was very big in a footwork, and he would spend hours where he knew he could get by on his, on his athleticism. But he said, you know what? If I get this footwork down, I can even get by. I can use my athleticism plus my footwork to get by and score even easier. He just was constantly working on his game. I mean, nonstop. I never was a fan, but I'm, I respect it. I respect the work ethic. And that's what he had a problem with Shaquille, what he felt was always out of shape and didn't work as hard as he did. And that's what he didn't respect a guy who didn't work as hard as he did. And one of his high school teammates said the game was vital to how good he became. And he said next year he came out like a effing maniac. <laughs> and he did. First year he averaged 7.6. He went up to 15.4 in year two. And there's a good quote here from Raptors uh, forward Walt Williams. Jumping from high school to the NBA is like a virgin sleeping with a 46-year-old woman with three kids. You better raise your game or you'll be humiliated. I tend to agree. <laughs> I tend to agree. And the first book that Phil Jackson gave him was called Black Like Me. And he was like, what the fuck is this? What the hell is this book? It's about journalist John Howard Griffin, a white man pretending to be black in the early 1960s. There was no context, no anything, just gave him the book, and they said that Scoop Jackson was a guy who spent a lot of time with Kobe and said, done with that Phil Jackson arrogance. That's the first book he gave him. I just was like... Now, if you get a chance, read the book. It is fan-freaking-tastic. And I re- also, James Harden, they compared his one-of-a-kind triple-double where he had 53 points, 17 assists, 16 rebounds. Now, this was the thing. He also had assists on eight three-pointers, so he had a handful in 95 of Houston's 129 points, second only to Will Chamberlain for a combined scoring impact. Now, Chamberlain in his 100-point game had two assists, which gave him the record of 104 points that he scored and assisted on. And Kobe, in his 81-point game against the Raptors in 2006, also had two assists, one on a three-pointer, so he accounted for 86 points. How about that? Counted for 95, second all-time to Will Chamberlain. That is a hell of a ball game. And Westbrook, they compared Westbrook to Harden. Westbrook, 30.9 points. This was through the weekend. 10.7 assists, 10.5 rebounds with a player efficiency of 30.4 and 16 triple-doubles. Harden, I'm sorry, only 28.5, 12 assists and 8.1 rebounds a game. Player efficiency of 28.8 and 8 triple-doubles. Plus, his team is 26-9, and nine, third place in the West. I mean, goddamn. And they, they, they even had, uh, you know, they talked about the 50.15 rebound, 15 assists. Well, on March 18th, 1968, Wilt had, a, when they beat the Lakers, 
they crushed the Lakers were visiting the Philadelphia 76ers. He had 53 points, 32 rebounds, 14 assists, and they think he might have had a quadruple or quintuple if they encountered for blocks and steals, which weren't accurately tracked in that area, in that era. I mean, damn. All right. That's all. Let me, you know what? I have to do my trivia questions. That's, that's all I wanted to get to today. I really had a couple things I wanted to talk about. I was able to get them out of my system. All right, let us get to the trivia questions. All right. First of all, the question from last show. Most yards receiving in a college football game. Troy Edwards had 21 catches for 405 yards for Louisiana Tech on August 29th, 1998 versus Nebraska in the season opener. 21 for 405. Some guys, that's a season. Now today's question. Who has the most yards passing in a college football game? Most yards passing in a college football game. Folks, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.